Sunday, April 24, New York City, after 10 p.m. This episode is designated, dedicated to overcoming writer's block. And again, I'm in the bath, and it's pretty hot shit. So, uh, what is a writer's block? Um, you know, in my experience, in my 40 years of experience, with all the discipline and Spartan regiment and discipline that I had in my education, I can tell you one thing. Uh, writer's block is basically running dry, okay? So you're, you're going for a year or two on one subject or in one particular style or you're painting uh, small canvases and you're bored, you're exhausted. You're, you're, you're not exhausted. You, you're running dry. This feeling of dryness, like, like emptiness, no more ideas. You painted dogs, cats, and raccoons, and trees, and your sister, and everything. But <clears throat> you, you don't feel like painting anymore. This is because... There is a trick in artist studio. It's a philosophical, it's not philosophical, psychiatrical, psychological aspect of creative process. Just imagine you're into landscapes, okay? And it has been two months, you're into landscapes, you're producing amazing landscapes, sketches on paper, uh, color sketches with acrylic on watercolor paper, and then some on canvas, some on boards, you're just producing a lot of interesting works. And and, and one afternoon, you're just staring at these canvases sitting in your studio, and you think to yourself, the hell with these landscapes, and you pick up a brush, or not even a brush, just take a can of paint and splash it on a canvas in Jackson Pollock style, you just throw the shit out there. You need to be free enough, liberated enough to act on those spontaneous, unreasonable uh, desires to do something else. Would it be a drawing, a sculpture? If you're a musician, start sculpturing. If you're a poet, start drawing. If you're a draftsman and a painter, start sculpture or music or some shit like that. You know, I, I knew many famous uh, established artists who are dead now, who made it big back in 50s and 60s. And every one of them had this like a side hobby. And this hobby sort of propelled in a different direction. Let's take uh, uh, Einstein, Albert, Albert Einstein. You know, he, he played the violin. And this is so bizarre because he always expressed his himself about the music, that this is so abstract, that this is really opens his imagination. It really takes him to another world, another dimension. So perhaps you can develop some kind of hobby in a visual art world. Like, like I said, if you're if you're a poet and you write and you write and you write and your friend composes music, great. So you have music and poetry, that's great. But uh, if you start putting on paper and your scribbles, little doodles, those ideas that you write in words, not, not, it, it might not come out very, how can I say it, professional. Of course not, because you're not training yourself in drawing. But it's, it's, 
it's a day off, let me put it this way. So you're writing poetry almost every day after school and and and, and you you might run dry. You might run dry. So you need to do something crazy, basically. Uh, I, I, you need to have a liberty to do something absolutely crazy. Uh, if you want to keep on going, uh, you need to force yourself to do something crazy. You understand? Learn how to, uh, I, I don't know, swim underwater or dig a hole in, the, in, 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 in your backyard and start burying pennies. That's what I do. And so in a thousand years from now, people will find pennies and they will think, wow, this is a treasure, right? So it's a crazy shit, but this crazy shit, it sort of engages you you to go back to your studio and persist on the subject that you are dwelling on in the past few months, few years, and you might find it, you might look at your landscapes you have been torturing for three months now, you might look from a fresh point of view, you know, after two days of digging, digging in your backyard and looking for treasure or burying the treasure or burying a dog, you killed a dog, your neighbor's dog and you buried him, you know. So I, what I'm trying to say is artists need this kind of like a new girlfriend, you know, there, there were artists like Pablo Picasso who changed women every five years or 10 years. I don't remember now exactly, but every new woman in his life was a, a completely new style of painting, new inspiration. Oh, my God. When he was dating and married Russian ballerina, he started painting very neoclassical, sort of uh, much more realistic uh, paintings. So he sort of drifted away from his cubism. They were fairly realistic because he was hanging out with Russian nobility. Many of them were, uh, they were one of the establishers of Ballet Russe, which was a prestigious dancing school in Paris, and many French people wanted their kids to be educated in Ballet Russe, so it was a prestigious society, high society, of this former Russian, not necessarily wealthy people, but he, she opened his his world to wealthy people. And I don't remember how, mar how, how long marriage lasted. I think they have a son, Michael, I think so, Mikhail, and and then he divorced her. He, he he left her, and she went a little bizarre, bizarre after that. Well, she was crazy to begin with, you know. Ballerinas, my mother was a ballerina. So what I'm trying to tell you, you don't need to make these dramatic changes in your life. New girlfriend, break up with this one, make her cry. No, no, no. It doesn't have to go that far. It's up to you. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You actually need to find this crazy shit to do in your heart because you're very complicated and individual. You're very unique, original. You know, your DNA is not the same as your daddy and mommy. You understand? Your complexity of many generations. And then you were raised in a specific social environment. You received specific education. Now, let's say you're in high school. And you are not like anyone else in the world. So I'm giving you an inspiration to 
go and find crazy shit to do just for an hour or two. No, don't rob the gas station. No, that's not what I mean. Don't commit crimes. Don't don't cause harm. You 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 you, you, you basically you don't need outside world. Actually, you don't need the universe to do something crazy. You can climb the tree and then take a shit from top of a tree, and it will be political statement on your own in your neighborhood on the block. You know, if somebody might call the police, police will come and will say what happened. You say, well, I climbed the tree and I had to, to go and I, and I took a shit. What's the big deal? You know, but it's, it's a statement. You understand? It's a performance art and you're a sculptor or a poet, but, but you did this and it sort of liberated you into this bizarre direction. I'm not saying you're going to continue shitting from top of the trees. No, but you're going to go back to your poetry with this shock of self-discovery by impulse, okay? Impulsive behavior. So uh, I, I persist and I encourage you to be diligent and disciplined about self-development and technical skills and apply it every day, every week, have designated hours to draw, to learn, to proceed, to progress, to, to flourish as an artist or with your skills. But occasionally, just like an evolution on planet on a big scale, you know, every hundred million years, a big rock from space hits the planet and everything dies. And then mammals come to, to d dominate the planet. You know, dinosaurs die out and turn into birds. And, and now mammals are running the show, more or less. Well, they are on top of the food chain on dry land, for instance. So what I'm trying to tell you, some processes will be, most of the processes in your creative life will be this grinding, 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 each individual painting, each individual drawing, day after day. But once a week, you, you need to do something fucking crazy because otherwise you're going to burn out. You're going to run out of juice. You're going to dry up like well is drying up. Okay. So you are infinite by definition. The human mind is infinite. You know, the complexity of all the neutrons and it's all electric. You know, it's, it's an infinite complexity. There are billions of neutrons. And if you do mathematical calculations, so you basically are as close to infinity as the universe, basically. So when a traditional wisdom say you are the universe, that's what they mean. The universe is infinite. If you sit down and calculate mathematically, but at the same time it equals zero, as Stephen Hawkins says, you know, so you are the same thing. From one point of view, you're void, nothing non-existence, you close your eyes, <coughs> you listen to your heart, you feel void, the great emptiness from which all life begins. That's what you are. But then at the same time, your mind, your thoughts can spit million the speed, million miles an hour, and you can create 25 projects and have 25 ideas per minute. Okay? We all know that. So you need to harvest this infinite energy and power that is in you by nature of nature. This is how nature is, okay? And you're blessed with talent. You have talent because you're listening to this podcast, because you force yourself to reach out to Andrzej Bogislawski and listen to his podcast 
and read his shit on here and there and watch his videos here and there. I recommend YouTube. You know, I'm not gonna stay on TikTok any longer. This is such a disaster. I mean, TikTok is literally conspiring against me personally. I'm reporting the hacker for five days and they say, it's it's unresolved case or so under investigation shit you know the guy is posting my profile picture with my former uh, page name under Bruslavsky TV show and TikTok is doing shit about it at the same time I'm receiving pornography solicitations I keep reporting them and then suddenly somebody reports my video a three-year-old video with socks from the hospital as being uh, uh, how do you call nudity what the fuck the video went viral five times so obviously hackers are running the show on TikTok they're doing more damage to me and probably to many other educational creators out of envy, out of anger. I don't envy them because they live in suffering and they're deprived of, of anything good to do in their lives and they come up and they, they, they do damage to people who bring hope and, and, and goodness to this world such as I, you know, I'm just here to educate you. I don't make any money on you. So let's go back to creative, uh, how do you call it, block, right? Writer's block. You know, there will be days, there will be rainy days, you will feel like you should cuddle up in bed and have chamomile tea, and you will be staring at the ceiling and asking big questions. What is the purpose of my existence? And you will be wondering and trying to connect the dots, trying to reminisce on what you were thinking last week and trying to make a schedule and plan for afternoon or for tomorrow. You, 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 you might spend one or two days in bed. It's sort of natural, you know. In Tao Te Ching, which is 2,500 years old, it says there, there are times in your life when you really need to move fast. You understand? You really need to move fast and use your application, use your skills, use your talent. And then there are days that are slow. And another ancient Chinese wisdom saying, while the weather is nice, it's time to clean the gutters. So what it means, it means when you don't feel like painting, creating, maybe you should vacuum the whole house. Maybe you should clean up the basement. Maybe you should, you know, help your parents do, just show up there and say, I'm not inspired. Your mother will tell you, go read a book. <clears throat> but you insist on participating in doing something actively for the benefit of the family, for the benefit of the neighborhood. It helps like miracle. Oh my God, how many times? Anytime I go out in front of my house, three times a day, pick up trash for 10, 20 minutes, <laughs> I feel much better. I did something for my block, for my neighborhood. I had to do it or else, you know, they give tickets in New York City for trash in front of your house. So what I'm trying to say is there are many different tools to get out of writer's block. But the most, the most, the best tool is not to get into writer's block by practicing your spontaneous, explosive, unreasonable action once a week. 
You understand? Would it be, don't put it on schedule. You, you might paint for 10 days, not seven days, but 10 days straight. And then something comes to you. You look at all this shit and you say, I hate it. Oh my God, I'm so sick of these landscapes. And you, you, you do something else. You take, you know, a few bricks and you crack them and you make a sculpture. You take a hammer and nails and, and do something with wood and nails and some crazy shit. So that should divert your attention into a different space of imagination. If you're a painter, let's say you paint and draw and paint and draw, and one day you say you're sick of what you're painting and drawing, the subject matters and the way you're painting, and you're sick of going to museums, you're sick of learning and reading books. Well, maybe you should sit down and write a diary, reflections, what you think about art in general. You know, you, you hate Paul Cezanne, you hate Impressionists, you hate Surrealism, but you love Jackson Pollock, shit like that, you know. Just, just keep on writing for three hours, I don't know, like a diary. You know, autobiographies, they're very valuable. You know, Smithsonian, one of my collectors is a big contributor to Smithsonian, so he he told me he had access to archives for many years and he said every scrap of little note of Hooper, Edward Hooper, is there. Every notebook, every letter possible is there. You understand? So everything you create becomes a product of your creative mind. Even the crazy shit you decided to do to get out from 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 writer's block. You understand? So you did made this crazy sculpture out of pieces of plywood or, or wood and nails and it's so ugly and you put it in a corner. You don't destroy it. You just put it there. It was a result of one day struggle trying to do something different and then you look at it look at it you know a month later you will have the same relapse into writer's block of course it's natural it's natural to have writer's block to lose interest in what you're doing on a daily basis it's like eating the same shit three times a day day after day you know what I mean? So you look at this wooden sculpture after a month or two, and you say, wait a minute, if I paint this vertical elements black and the horizontal red and the perpendicular yellow, that will be much nicer. And you do that, okay? And that already opened up another dimension. Here you are painting landscape all the time and drawing and learning anatomy, but you're doing something abstract once in a while. And it sort of takes you to another way of thinking about beauty. It takes you into area where the color itself becomes beauty. It's regardless of being a tree or a sky or a face or dog, you understand? So you're reaching out into these areas of, of human psychology where red is very powerful color. And if you put it next to cerulean, and if you add the little dots of yellow here and there, oh my God, this is so stimulating. But this is visual brain working. This is how human visual brain, but you need to massage your visual brain by doing all this kind of psychiatric, psychological exercises to develop yourself into infinitesimal. But out of the beginning, from the beginning, you need to believe your mind, your consciousness is literally mathematically proven to be infinite. You understand? Uh, just as the universe. Well, I think that's all I have to say. Thank you.